What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I lead marketing at The Juice, and I am back after a long paternity leave hiatus. Yes, we welcomed our new daughter into this universe and have been kicking back for the last month. Well, not kicking back, just, you know, changing diapers, chasing a toddler around, doing all those things we do as parents. But that month went by quick and I am here and the show is back. We have returned. So if you've been waiting for a new episode to drop, I appreciate it. It's been a while. We've got some good ones coming at you. Today's episode was recorded before I was out and it is how to use YouTube video content to execute an integrated marketing strategy for B2B. This conversation was so much fun when I had it. It's with Janet Mesh, who is CEO and co-founder at Aimtel. Such a fun conversation. Um, We're trying to ramp up how we're thinking about video at The Juice. And Janet shares so many good nuggets about YouTube and how she coaches her clients up. And I think you're going to enjoy this one. Are you a member of The Juice yet? If you're not, sign up. It's free, largest library of marketing and sales resources on the planet curated for you. App.thejuicehq.com. Sign up. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. Excited about this topic, mostly because this will be something that I certainly am eager to learn more on and something just at the juice we are thinking a lot about. I'm going to talk about the topic first and then introduce today's guest. We are going to discuss how to use YouTube video content to execute an integrated marketing strategy. I'm joined by Janet Mesh. She is the CEO and co-founder at AIMTAL. We had a really good intro conversation. I think I learned a ton just from the discussion around how she thinks about YouTube content and how it can help level up what we're doing on the content front. But without further ado, Janet, welcome. How are you? Hey, Brad. Doing well today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited to share all the the insights and let your audience know what we talked about before. <laughs> yes. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain for everybody. Maybe start here. I always like to, to like maybe like get the entrepreneurial story behind kind of CEOs, founders, maybe talk a little bit about your journey and how you ended up uh, here today. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. I'll try to keep it as concise as possible. <laughs> so I actually started my career in marketing. I you know, self-identify as a marketer. I, I went to university for marketing. I got a degree in communications with a focus in marketing and cross-cultural communication. And then I was lucky enough to start my career in marketing at an IT staffing consulting firm. They like implemented like ERP legacy systems. And that was all kind of around the time also with like just the the cloud migration and everyone moving to the cloud. So it was just a really exciting time to be in the industry. And I just, I really honestly just in B2B technology just kind of fell into it in a way, but then I just really loved the people and where everything was like shifting. And this was also just where, you know, social media was actually getting taken seriously and digital marketing was becoming a big part of how sales teams needed to kind of operate. And so it was a really fun opportunity. I was the marketing team of one, of course. And so I was in-house at the beginning of my career and I helped build up like their, you know, marketing kind of go-to-market strategy, like layering that kind of digital 
focus, working really close with their sales team. And then they were actually acquired like three years into working there. And it was just a really, it was kind of, it, it, the timeline worked with my quarter life crisis, not going to (laughs) lie. So I was like, you know, I, I knew I really wanted to keep working, go deeper in digital marketing, get like a lot of experience, but I also really wanted to be able to work fully remote. And if you can believe it, it wasn't a thing. (laughs) So I, instead of kind of just jumping into my next role, I took a few months off, traveled in South America for several months and just was really like, what do I want to do next? And it was, I was like, I'm going to go on the agency side. I didn't have that experience. So came back. I'm here located in Boston when I'm not traveling. And I worked with a couple of different agencies over the years, got like a lot of like account management, client services experience, deeper in digital marketing. And in addition to that, I was just... I honestly was just also making connections like through networking events and just meeting people out. Like there, there's a lot of like Boston, I feel like pre-COVID, even still today, like it has a really strong marketing community. So meeting a ton of different people and I was getting my own clients, which is really exciting. And it kind of led into uh, my co-founder, David and I, we always wanted to start a business, but we didn't know exactly like what it would be. We wanted to, you know, build like a fully remote company from just like the first day and like, like really go for that. And everything kind of just to 2018 led to, I mean, it was a great problem to have. I had almost like too much on my plate and was like, I really need some help. It seems like this is the signal for us to start an agency of our own. So that's what we did. We started Aimtel in 2018. We just surpassed five years in business, which is really exciting. And yeah, we're a team of nearly 20 people and we've pretty much up-leveled like our client portfolio to working with some of like the largest B2B technology companies in the industry and taking a very, and our approach is taking an integrated approach. So we're full service agency. We pretty much are kind of across the funnel building their strategy, but also across the services we provide are consulting strategy, uh, research, growth marketing. Uh, we have a whole design team on graphic video, which we'll talk about today. Yeah. So it's pretty uh, kind of from a purse team of one with some contractors to a, to a full full agency, which we're really proud of. And yeah. Yeah, congrats on the uh, five-year run so far. Oh, that, thank is you. A, that is a mark yeah. of success. Um, and I think about those five, like five-year period, and I was like flashing back in my mind. Um, and I know we're going to be digging into the topic of video, but maybe just to set the stage on like how how dramatic of a change or or has the interest shifted towards video from like uh, your clients or people coming to you to want to learn more? Like, what's that interest look like just in terms of like, we want to do video or we want to do more video in a five-year uh, snapshot? Yeah, I would say in the beginning days, you know, it wasn't as much. I think a lot of what we were getting services around were around like my expertise. Like um, I have a content marketing, social media background. So a lot of it kind of coming from that was kind of the focus. But then it, as I, you know, bringing in experts and growing the team, being able to expand out. But of course, like I think a lot of it is rooted in social and how there's been mm-hmm. such a shift where video's been, you know, a lot of big pushes from, you know, uh, obviously like Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, even Twitter X, I guess it's called now. Uh, <laughs> so I think that kind of in a way, like organically 
kind of led itself to, you know, clients inquiring and interested in and us also not even just clients, but like us recommending like, hey, like if you really want to connect with your audiences, like this is the type of content that needs to be invested in. So helping them kind of build out that strategy and plan to be able to incorporate that into what they're already doing. So I think that's like kind of where it started. And now it's like a lot of, of course, like now YouTube is like such a big player. It's its own standalone social media platform. And it's also a search engine. So where we very much really encourage our clients and a big part of kind of how we're having them think of things like holistically, like really kind of investing in YouTube. Especially, I'm kind of talking in the context of B2B technology, like our clients have a product or a platform. They work with like, usually their audience is a little bit more technical. So it, that this channel and that content really lends itself well to their audience as well. So I think that's also something to consider, you know, it's like, where you're kind of starting or investing. But yeah, now I think now we have a lot on our belt. Like we do have a lot of clients like kind of coming to us or kind of knowing that we can create high quality videos, but also kind of, it's like kind of, I see it, it's two sides. It's like that high quality production or that really like authentic kind of scrappy look and feel. So we can, we can do both and we do do both. So I love how you called out the application of video inside social media and thinking about consumer habits and behaviors and how we spend so much time on our phones scrolling and (laughs) every other thing we scroll is video. So as marketers, it just becomes part of like our mentality on how we should approach our market and how we should show up. I think one of the struggles a lot of us have is just like getting started, like most marketers, unless you're, you know, coming straight out of college and you're jumping into like a marketing specialist role, you might have video chops because you just grew, you matured and learned through the wave of video. But most marketers, I think, who maybe are, you know, been in the game for a while, didn't start with video. So video can be a little intimidating. So I don't know, like there's hurdles to overcome uh, going into it. So like, what is your recommendation just in terms of like, getting going or getting mm-hmm. video off the ground. Yeah, I I agree. Like it definitely is, it feels like a big, a big hurdle to get there. I think of course, like anything is like kind of just start and start small. I would say like you do need someone who's going to be majority dedicated and has the experience to create the videos, even if it is like a short form reel or like a YouTube short. I think that's important. Like I don't, I don't agree. I don't think it should be something that's like, okay, social media manager or whomever, like now you're just going to add this as like another line item on your responsibilities. Like I think it should really go in with that intent or, or, I mean, obviously I have to shamelessly plug like or hire an agency that can kind of like own that of course, but regardless, I do think that someone kind of has to like their, their kind of capacity and their focus should be on creating that content and like really owning the outcome. And I think that, but even with that, I think I find where when thinking about video, it feels like a big hurdle because you kind of immediately like brands immediately want this like high production value, but it it is true. And we do see like, I I mean, I see it in the data, like the top performing posts and like, sorry, top performing videos are usually like the more authentic, like human centric, like people who are like, like talking, like I can't even speak for like Aimtel, like we put out YouTube shorts and like we had some like, we have some videos of like myself and members of my team, like with like kind of like tips and things. And then we also kind of tested it against, we have a new series called marketing in a minute where it's just only like animation, like visual videos. And they're both really great content. I mean, I think so, but 
the still the data showing that the like human face look the more authentic like kind of casual looking videos are the ones that actually are performing better still so it's like it's interesting because it's like you i think there's that's kind of what we'll talk about hopefully is like you kind of have to you have to identify like what are you going to kind of invest in first and then get started but know what kind of you're maybe working towards like you really i mean the content if you don't look back on your content on this or videos you're like this is terrible then you're not doing it right I think you know like you gotta be like embarrassed of yourself like Patty like wow we did that like look where we are now (laughs) I I think about this a lot and I would love to maybe just like hit this point versus like scrappy put something out there versus kind of high quality production I, I don't know. I'm of the mindset that like, you know, people want to get to know people at your business and brand more than they obviously do like the logo and the high production stuff. So like I would default towards like, you know, shoot a couple lo- low quality scrappy videos and test and see how it performs. And at minimum, it's going to give people on LinkedIn the opportunity to understand the people working behind the brands. I think one of the problems video has in getting started is that you have marketing leaders who have kind of always taken this button up approach to like ebooks, to webinars, to it's everything is polished when it's like we're marketing people, marketing to marketers. Like it really doesn't need to be polished. Like, well, like, I don't know, with video, I think this is an interesting topic. Like, what is that balance and maybe that like way to get started in your mind that you've seen in just working with your clients? Yeah, that's what I was like thinking on the same track of like, I think what we're talking about is like, sure, that's great. But like, how do I convince someone internally that like, yes. that's what we need to do? And totally agree. I think, to be honest, like there is a lot. I think this is where like, I I love like researching and reading and like, you know, finding reports or like studies, like there are a lot of like, or like, there's a lot out there that you can find, like even YouTube has their own like guides and like best practices and blog articles. So I find like in those conversations, like even in our own presentations or pitches, but I think you can just take this like in-house as well as like show that like kind of industry trend kind of back to like the consumers, like consumers are like specifically in these reports saying that they want this of our brand or like these things and like kind of showing that data. If you can use your own data in some ways, I think that's also like layering that in. But I find a lot of that kind of like third party validation goes a long way. And even like, I mean, the social media platforms straight up say it. They're like, our algorithms are like, we're going to prioritize this type of content. Like they're just point blank being more open about it so it's like I think just sharing that and it's a it's a matter of like internal education of like your leadership team and I think at the end of the day someone just I mean it kind of comes into other areas where uh it's it's actually part of agile agile marketing manifesto it's like one of my favorite points but it's it is like one of the principles is like relying on data and like research and insights over like opinions Mm. because then that you that kind of it's kind of it's called like it helps mitigate the highest paid person in the room pretty much getting the decision made just because it's their opinion which i find is a really like definitely if you haven't looked into agile marketing manifesto principles i find that's a really helpful way to like kind of navigate the conversation and being like this is why we're doing these things and this is why we recommend this because and honestly going back to the audience like i think that's a lot when you're saying like kind of cut consumer trends but also like 
where does your audience show up? Like, what are they interested in? I use it. We use a tool called um, SparkToro. It's the founder of Moz. He created this platform and it's all about like audience research. And it's really cool because you can put in your audience and then it tells you what YouTube channels that they like follow and like podcasts they listen to. So like, you can also use that as a data point. Like, Hey, like our audience is like consuming this. Like we could be on this list. Like, do you want to be number one? Like our goal is to get to number one. So I think kind of using those ways of like, you know, I think not just coming with opinion. I think we all have opinion and we know what to do, but it's a lot of like convincing to get there. I wish I need a tracker here on Modern Day Marketer. The volume of organic plugs that Spark Toro has received on this show is is high. So they're doing something right because people are using their tool and they get so excited to talk about it. Maybe like on this track of uh, getting video off the ground, selling it internally. Like I think one of the most important things is to try to convey that the video isn't just like a transactional one-time thing, but it is part of like the overall strategy. And so I don't know, like, how do you think about that? Like what steps should we take to make sure video is connected back to kind of the the larger and broader initiatives that we're, we have as a marketing team or just we have as an organization? Yeah, great question. So I think as an organization, it I mean, obviously a lot of it is going to be like, how is this contributing to revenue? So, you know, kind of using that as a guide of like, okay, how are we, you know, showing it maybe it's not always a one-to-one, you know, one-to-one connection, but I think that's where you can take a look. I mean, kind of back to how YouTube operates as a platform. Let's talk about, I guess it'll be easier to talk about YouTube in this context. Let's go. Yeah. Question. So YouTube is a search engine. It's owned by Google. So I think with that, with that in mind and like kind of layering that in the strategy, it's like, okay, what are your content marketing and SEO goals and making sure that this is like incorporated into that to help achieve the, your content and SEO goals for, you know, ranking traffic, driving people to the website, brand awareness, audience awareness, engagement, and like eventual affinity, like that kind of like top of funnel focus there. And then of course, it's also like a social media platform. So I think very much you can start to use the the analytics on YouTube and, and identifying, okay, like how do we want to engage the audiences? Can this become a place where we're, you know, building a new audience, maybe an existing one and having that tie back into like the larger organizational goals and pr- kind of making some big bets, I think. And if you haven't started being like, okay, we know that this audience of I don't know, like DevSecOps professionals really enjoy YouTube and they're they're consuming a lot of content there. We want to see that lift in them, you know, on YouTube and then coming to our site and kind of tracking that. That's kind of, that's how we think about it. But I also think you can kind of flip it too. We're thinking of, and this is where we take that kind of integrated approach with mm-hmm. video where you're really thinking of it like a video first approach, not just like slotting it into existing goals in your strategy, but really giving it like, turning your video content and it is a lot like you do need to be like consistent and like producing content so like turning it into a campaigner series and then i you know you can apply create videos by like every stage of the funnel or different content like you were just saying which i think is a phenomenal idea like you guys came up with your report 
And now you're going to go do a webinar to talk about it. Now you can take that webinar video, put it on YouTube, share it across social and like really see a lot of it like shared like cross channel. So I think kind of thinking of it in that way where it's not just like we're only investing in one platform and really focusing in. It's like, how do we take this content and have it kind of drive the whole marketing strategy and kind of in, in repur- I think a lot of it is just around like repurposing content. Like this year has been really obviously like do more with less. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like, okay, uh, let's do more with less. So I hope that answers the question. I think like any way that we, you can kind of, especially on the campaign side, like if you're already running like demand or lead gen campaigns, like using the video and like email nurture, seeing if that's like actually like helping to get like reduce maybe that like cycle of nurturing to conversion, send it to your sales team. Like I give, like, I think even just a lot of the time, you know, sales and marketing can be on competing sides. And it's like, what do they need for videos? Like what would help them explain the product or your offering or your company? Like a salesperson, what they'll always say is like, they love getting on a call. And then the person's like, oh, I heard about you guys. Or I saw that. That's what they're going for. That's what they want to like open up the conversation. So anyway, you can kind of create the video content to like help that as well. You know, that, that kind of can be almost that connection back of like showing like, no, we're really helping them convert and drive their own lead gen and and sales conversion. I'm going to stand up for marketers right here because I have a podcast for marketers. And I'll (laughs) say this, if you're a salesperson out there and you just, you just heard that little nugget from Janet, make sure you share that information back to the marketing team. When you're on the phone, we, we need that, that that stuff makes us feel good and it validates our work. I know this varies and I hate to be like general. And I just want to like throw this out there and just see like how you take this. But when I think about, I'm sure it varies by size and scale of company and I'm sure it varies by size and scale of team. But when you think about an integrated strategy and video being involved, like who is that like marketing persona that you find is able to kind of quarterback that process of video getting integrated in the strategy and then it being successful and then there's more uh, video? Is there a specific role, a specific persona type? Like I'd love to learn more there. Yeah, for us, it's like the integrating marketing strategist. So we have like a whole strategy team that's like thinking through this and, and building it. And then they work, I think, to kind of take that integrated approach. So it's like the integrated marketing strategist working with the growth marketing team. So like our mm-hmm. those who are like our growth marketing team is makes up brand content marketing, demand and lead generation and digital marketing. Mm-hmm. So but kind of the one that's like leading the charge is the strategist. And we have folks internally like that kind of specialize a little bit and like specialize in, in video. So, and then I have other strategists who like maybe specialize a little bit more on like the content or like kind of different areas. So I, you definitely kind of need one person who's kind of thinking of all this like holistically and then bringing everyone together to like execute upon it. Maybe it's like, I don't know if it's just one person, maybe other organizations have more than one, but I do find it's helpful to be that person who's like, okay, this is what we're creating. It's kind of like a, a producer director role mm. in a way as, as well. Like I think that sometimes I find like, I'm like, what do they do in media? Like in movies, like marketers are create like we're creating either creating educational content or entertaining content, we should be doing both. And that's where I think that lends to like, okay, how do like, how do industries who've been around forever kind of structure this? 
so kind of taking that model, but I don't, we, we find it's really successful of that person who has that kind of range of experience and that strategy mindset and can kind of like build the strategy, oversee the execution of the plan and like that creative, the creative throughout like the videos. We, we do like video series, like a lot for clients or like that's a big part of it, or it's like product videos, like kind of like those like hype style videos or mm. popular one. And then the third one would be, like I said, like your kind of like scrappy fun, uh, like Instagram reels and like just the really wild stuff. <laughs> Totally. I want to talk about like setting expectations and trying to get video off the ground. I think, I don't know, like best ways to communicate like the, those expectations or the right expectations clearly with internal stakeholders. Obviously there's a cost associated with creating video, whether it's human capital, whether it's marketing budget, uh, you name it. But I keep going back to this example that you said, like salesperson gets on the phone and the future customer opens up the meeting by saying, Hey, I just like, I saw your, you know, your video series in on LinkedIn. And like, I watched the second episode, and it was so good. And it just gave me some background. I'm excited to talk with you. Like, that's so powerful. But it's like, that's so hard to like quantify, especially when you're trying to like, have conversations with people about a new medium, and trying Mm -hmm. to get it off the ground. How do you like, think about like that expectation setting process up front or would guide a market or two? Yeah, I think we start first always like with like kind of our like angel processes, like research strategy, plan, execution, reporting, and then optimization and then kind of back to research because the optimize like the the analytics will tell you what you need to improve or continue doing. So I think first and foremost is like kind of like we we're saying, like do the research, like identify. And I think we always start like audience first, like where is your audience? Like what kind of content, you know, are they in need of? Like what are some of the gaps in the market? Like what are your competitors not doing? What could your organization be doing? And kind of finding that kind of strategic positioning of the content first. And then identifying, like, do we need it to be, you know, kind of the the short form five to seven, 10 six second video or a more like customized higher production two minute to like 10 minute video or whatever, or like a full series. And I think from there kind of starting to kind of honestly put together a pitch, but really start then also to your point, like thinking through like what are the resources we have in place currently? Like, can we reallocate people to like focus on this? I think not even just like kind of getting things off the ground, but it's a lot of like maintenance and management. So mm-hmm. it's not just like, this is, we're going to do this one time. It's like, okay, what's the like six months to one year plan. And then very much, like, I think any, like if you're, it sounds like we're kind of the marketer kind of pitching or like sharing this maybe internally or anyone to like a leader in the organization trying to get their buy-in and approval. It's very much just like, how okay how are we going to know that this is successful so starting first with like video like kpis and metrics to monitor so like how the youtube algorithm they especially on like ranking of the content they pay attention to like how which videos a user watches what they don't watch how much time they're spending on the video like when they drop off and then if they like engage with the content pretty similar like like or comment subscribe so really tracking like kind of those those metrics as you're getting started and saying that you're going to, but then tying it back to like, okay, these are ways that we can take an integrated approach with these videos. Like mm. we're already doing email nurtures with this existing audience. We think that this video content would go well for them. We use like HubSpot with some clients and like you can literally like have the CTA button 
be like a clickable trackable button so if someone's like clicking through to watch the video or watching it in the email like you can track that 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 action so then you could pull a report like x amount of people like engage with this video like and we're seeing and then kind of creating that like lead nurture report for leadership in the sales team so i think talking through and showing the ways that you're going to like connect it through the funnel and helping kind of that angle of you know this is how we're going to either on the brand side or on the sales side i think there's kind of like two ways to think about like you have your kind of maybe the more of the brand top of funnel and middle of funnel goals of like we want to you know get in touch with this new audience be known to them be top of mind that's going to obviously be a little bit harder to track but you can see that in like your kind of follower growth the engagement rate i think people kind of i think historically as marketers and i've even said this i've said it a lot like their vanity metrics but they're actually skewing not to be. And especially with a lot of like the data, pro- I don't even want to go into it because I don't feel like <laughs> I need to learn about this. Like, please get someone on the podcast to explain it back. But like the data privacy, like mm. changes that are happening, like it's going to be even harder for us to be able to like track the journey of the customer or the audience. So it's like those, if those like vanity goals are actually becoming like oscillating back to being important Mm. and it's like no (laughs) but it's true so I think kind of like owning that but then also seeing okay like how can we use the video content I think I kind of went away from answering the question but I think a lot of it's just like did you the questions are like did you think of this holistically and like Mm -hmm. how are like how are you almost like helping each like that's the thing with marketing is that you have to think of almost every department's goals while thinking of your own and that's why it's such a hard job because you're thinking of the entire organization's goals and how you support that through like what you're creating and you're held accountable to it either one way or the other (laughs) no no doubt and it's so funny uh you bringing up vanity metrics actually having substance everything is cyclical it all comes around and goes full circle Uh, if you don't if you're if you're in marketing like you just the most constant thing is change uh, yes. So you just got to be comfortable with that one or yeah. <laughs> Number one skill for hiring marketers, everyone. Here's a cheat code. And I didn't figure this out until halfway through my career of when I started to hire people and it took some failures along the way, but make sure they embrace adaptability because that that is key to success. Yeah. Um, also, I would layer in curiosity. Yes, no doubt. You know, Another so g- like, you know, like just very much just like, why is this working? And like, you kind of have to remove the ego a little bit too. And I think that's kind of maybe part of the pitch too. It's like, we're taking a big bet here. Like it may not work, but this is like the contingency plan. I don't know. I don't know. Like everyone wants to hear it, but that's kind of the reality of it. Like totally seeing like, you know, kind of go back to, I don't remember. I don't know if everyone even uses a SWOT analysis, but kind of going back to <laughs> like your your university days of like, okay, what are the weaknesses of this? And just being really honest about it potentially maybe. I don't know. Maybe every organization is I'm 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 a I'm a cup half full kind of person. I know that it can be quite the battle internally trying to convince people. But back to what we were saying, I think very much leaning on that like data third party validation I've seen goes a long way and, and really helps and is effective. I want to hit on a couple more before we get out of here. One of the, you talked a lot about research in this, which I think is really important and often forgotten about. But talk a little bit about like audience factoring into the types of video content we should be creating. I think it's really important for us to not just create video for video's sake, but to understand like the types of video that the people you're trying to reach like. Talk a little bit about that process. Yeah, for sure. I can give an example that might help kind of illustrate how we approached it um, for one client. So kind of thinking about it, like I think if you have your audience like 
first off, if you already have like audiences and like customers, like first go see like, what are they, if you have like, you know, a marketing CRM and you can see what they've engaged with, like the types of content or like categories or topics, like use that first to be like, okay, like this audience is really like, you know, I'll, I don't know, they're really want, they're really into like our quarterly reports and like they, they're, you know, they're subscribing, they're like sending it over. Like we're really seeing like, and it kind of goes back to your example, like, okay, they really like this. How do we turn this into a video series? Like, can we share about the report on a video, talk through it, bring in experts, bring in that thought leadership kind of like element to the content, not just like the data in the report. But then the secondary part, if you don't have that, I think very much, I mean, there's tools, like we said, SparkToro, but then also like we use like SEMrush to analyze like, you know, keyword opportunities or like what on the website are blog, like blog content for clients, like what it's ranking for and like what the audience is like searching for and how they're discovering our clients and like their, their information and their product. So definitely that's a really effective way of approaching it. And we did this with a client and they asked us like, they pretty much was like, we want a video series. It's like, okay, great. (laughs) So we go back and then, and so we start first on the research and it's like, okay, let's go take a look at like, we're going to do an SEO audit of the blog content, see how like, you know, with Google search console, see how people are like discovering this brand and their product. And it was really fascinating. They're a cybersecurity company mm. and they their like audience was super polarized. It was like people who have been like the audience was like the keywords were like so complex. Like they were clearly in the industry for like 30 years. Like they created the industry. Like mm. <laughs> And then there was like the other side where it's like this very like educational, like 101, like what is Kubernetes? And it's like, that's actually kind of a little bit complicated concept, but for someone who's just starting, like that's for the person who's been in the industry who like created Kubernetes. So like, I know what it is, um, you know, like, so that actually like then led us to be like, okay, a lot of the topics were like all around kind of this, like educational 101 and then in conversation and discovery um, and consulting with the client, we discovered that like the company was starting to create like kind of a little bit of, like a certification program of wanting to bring, they know that there were like their customers had, you know, people who were, you know, one to 10 years, five years in the industry. And they wanted to be that place where they could like educate their audience and they could be that like kind of central place of like, if you want to learn about these things, like come to Prisma Cloud, the clients call Prisma Cloud. And so with that we were like great let's create the series like an educational like explainer series and bring in those experts that you already have internally to like explain it to folks who are learning about it so that's what we did we actually created this like it's called and it's it sounds really simple but it was which we called it what's that because Mm. like the series because everything like all the keywords are like what is what is what is what what's this what's that what's this and we're like let's just like we'll call it what's that and you explain like what it is it did really well in terms especially because we brought in like those like experts and thought leaders we brought in that human kind of approach but then we also layered the videos with like motion design and graphics and like really made it very like interesting and engaging to watch because it was like a 10 minute video so like that's that's pretty long honestly especially if you're talking about like pretty complex like semi-complex security concepts 
so yeah that's kind of like how how we did and then and then yeah from there we like identified like use the data to identify and inform each video each video was its own like topic focus on a specific keyword and that audience and then but it was cool because then we were able we got like we were working directly with like the speakers and like they were also informing like they they really like bought into it and then they also used then as it started to ramp up we were we sent these videos and they were using it in like campaigns and like lead nurture email campaigns. We also like embedded all the videos onto like a company blog posts that we helped create. So yeah, it was just like, that's kind of that integrated approach. It was like a bunch of different areas and not always working, like kind of giving some teams like their own content, this content to use and like their own stuff. So yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a fun series to create. And so I hope that answers the question of kind of like how to approach it and like using all of that to like get to pretty much creating this episode of content on video content. The best way to explain complex things sometimes is just give real examples and that's what you did. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know I learned a ton. I'm sure everyone out there did too. Janet, thanks so much for your time. We'll have to do this again. Yeah, thank you, Brett. It was wonderful chatting with you about it too. Appreciate it. I had a blast learning from Janet talking about ways we can fit into video into our integrated strategy, setting the right expectations, and how do we communicate video as a part of our strategy to our teams internally, talking about KPIs, all those good things. I know I am thinking about video in a whole new light. Hopefully you are too. We're going to be bringing more of these conversations back to the fold. Excited to be back. Excited you're listening. More Modern Day Marketer coming soon. Take care.